You're listening to Write With Influence, a 10 to 15 minute podcast where I share copywriting and content ideas to help you sell your products and services. Now, this podcast used to be called Hit Publish. And if you're a previous Hit Publish listener coming back for more, then thank you. I've really missed you. Now, as the first episode of this new podcast, I did spend some time thinking about the opening and I was tempted to do something catchy, something exciting, a little bit different, something that would get your attention and perhaps just have you stop what you were doing right there in the moment just to listen. But then I thought, well, you might be driving and I didn't want to distract you that much. Keep your eyes on the road now. But in all seriousness, I spent a little bit of time thinking that I should open in a dramatic and clever way. See, I really want you to listen. I I do want to get your attention. I thought about the openings from my favourite films. Should I start with a murder? An explosion? A shark attack? A fake phone call from kidnappers with a ransom for my return? And then I realised I was doing the exact thing I'm going to tell you not to do in today's podcast. When we sit down to write our content, our copy, an email, newsletter, sales page, we want to get our readers' attention. But we can end up trying so hard to impress that it has the opposite effect because we're trying to be too clever instead of clear. So today's episode is called Don't Call Your Product a Solution. I'm going to explain how we often accidentally overcomplicate our marketing to try and impress. And the result is that we just confuse people and confuse people don't buy. Sometimes what we really need to do is just tell our customers exactly what we have for them. So why is this so hard? And is there a simple practical formula you can use to make sure you never confuse your customer again? (gasps) Listen in to find out. We're probably all guilty of embellishing a little when we're trying to impress someone, right? You're at a job interview and suddenly that part-time job that you had washing dishes becomes a managerial role in hygiene because you were in charge of the sponge. The thing is though, if you have ever interviewed someone for a job role, you'll know that it often is very difficult to discern what someone is actually like just from their resume or their CV. Because everyone describes themselves as enthusiastic, a a team player that works well with others, but also on their own initiative. What you really want to know about them is something real. Are they going to use the last of the office milk and not replace it? Are they going to bring in fried food or boiled eggs for lunch? Will you be able to depend on them when there's a deadline? Are they the type of person that's actually going to help you out? You want to know something real about them and something that helps you visualise what it will be like to work with them. This also makes me think of dating adverts. Now, I know we are in the Tinder age, but back in the day, you would get dating adverts in the back of the paper. And I'm sure you could probably still find them today. And this would be you would pay, you know, per word for your dating advert. And you needed to literally market yourself in a sea of competition, usually in about five lines or less. I used to be fascinated by dating adverts. Don't ask me why. I never posted one. I never replied to one. I mean, my dad would have flipped out if I'd have dialed a premium line from the landline. Actually, he wouldn't. He would have just given me the itemised phone bill as he used to do, highlighted my numbers and I would have paid him promptly. What I used to be fascinated by was how when each of these adverts are trying to stand out, they all used to sound pretty much the same. 
I mean, not everyone can surely be sensitive with a good sense of humour who likes long walks, nights out with the cinema, but also a night in. It's almost like you're just, you're just dying for one of them to say, hey, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. So what does this mean in our marketing? How can we trip ourselves up in this way? Well, it's because of our desire to add a little excitement sometimes to the description of our products, of what we have to sell, it can mean that we actually end up blending in and sometimes even failing to give our customers that real information that they need to visualize what you have and how it fits into their life. Here's what I'm talking about specifically. Over the years and still today in a lot of marketing copy, I will see this sort of anomaly arise. Um, and and it's, it's not just it's not just small businesses. I have seen this with businesses that I've worked in that include banks, you know, manufacturing firms. But at some point, usually there is a description of the products or service. And as a copywriter, it's the first thing that I want to know. I want to know what the thing is. And too often I see it described as a end-to-end all-in-one solution or a one-stop shop or it is a platform, a system, a framework. And on their own, these words are so generic, they don't mean anything. It's like giving your marketing a magical, invisible cloak. In any other situation, I'd love an invisible cloak. Oh, the mischief. But I don't want it in my marketing. Think about it. These these words could mean anything. A book is a solution. A pen is a solution. A three-day course could be described as a framework or a process. We can get so caught up in trying to sound like we have something really meaningful and clever that we completely obscure what it is that we do and we leave people scratching their heads. If you forget to tell your customer at some point exactly what you have for them, then it means you're asking them to figure it out. You're making them work hard to understand your message really isn't fair on them and you know what most people just won't work hard to decipher your marketing message they've got much better things to do instead they'll just walk away in the uk there's a chain of pubs called weatherspoons they are cheap they are cheerful and they really understand about making things easy for their customers if you've ever been in one you know that they now have an app so you can actually order from your seat. You don't have to go to the bar and order your drinks. So they have this great mindset of how to make things easy for their customers. Now, a few years ago when sparkling wines and Prosecco were becoming very popular, they had a bottle of sparkling wine on the menu and it was a carver from Barcelona and it was spelt F-R-E-I-X-E-N-E-T and on paper looked like a little bit of a handful to pronounce. Knowing that many people wouldn't know how to pronounce it and knowing that no one likes to look a fool at the bar, next to it they actually spelled it out phonetically, how to pronounce it, how to order it. And it was clear so that people felt comfortable enough to go and buy it. Apparently you pronounce it freshenet. So rather than them thinking, oh, you know, I don't know what that is, I can't figure it out, I'm not going to buy it, They made it easy and clear for their customers to go to the bar and order a drink. Well done, Weatherspoons. But let's say that they don't walk away. Let's say that your customer does buy. If they don't fully understand what it is they're getting, there's a good chance that they will feel upset. They may feel let down or misled. I mean, that happened to me once when I was trying to get in shape. So, Miss Harrison, you're looking to lose a little weight? much i mean i just i've been overindulging recently clothes are getting a little bit tight so 
able to just do the dropping a few pounds, really. Mm -hmm. Well, we do have a revolutionary weight loss solution. Uh, it's unique. No one does what we do. Oh, really? Yes. So revolutionary. We can lose, mm, I'd say, eight pounds in an hour. Oh, wow. How? How? Well, we offer a unique removal process by using the very latest technology. What, uh, the very latest technology, you say? Not just the latest technology. Whoa, sign me up. And how do you feel now, Miss Harrison? Uh, a bit, a bit groggy. I don't, I don't remember much other than... Uh, just step on the scales for me. Okay, well... Oh! Oh, wow, look at that! I've, I've lost eight pounds! That's amazing! You were right, I... Hang on, wait, wait a minute, where's my arm? Hmm? My, my arm, I, I had an arm before and now it's gone. That's right, we cut it off. You, you cut my arm off? It's the most effective way to lose a big chunk of weight very, very quickly. Well, I was not expecting that. Okay, I know you're not going to do anything that drastic, but let's say your customer signs up for a course that they think is in person, but you deliver it online. That's the kind of confusion that could upset people. So what can you do to stop this happening? Well, I have an exercise that I call the five second statement, and it's a way of breaking down the facts of what you offer into a succinct sentence. And it's the antidote to simply calling your product a solution. So don't call your product a solution. Instead, tell me A, what problem it is that you solve and B, how it is that you do it. So I'm going to walk through some different prompts that I tend to use. Now, not all the prompts that I walk through will be relevant to you. So I would just answer the ones that are. First of all, let's start at a pretty high level. What generally best describes what it is that you have? Is it a service? Is it coaching? Now, here is where I'd say that you could possibly put down something like a framework or a method or a system. For example, if you have developed or designed a particular process that is specific to you, um, for example, an exercise program, or perhaps you have a particular method of helping people learn a language or something like that. That's absolutely fine to have at this stage. But the key thing is that we're not going to leave it at that one word. Next, you want to explain how is what you have delivered? Is it online? Is it software? Is it in person? Is it a one-to-one -one consultation over the phone or via Skype? Be as specific as possible. The next prompt is to tell me if there is a specific time frame for what you have. Is it a one-day session? Is it an hour? Does it last for six months? After that, think about whether there is a specific size that is important for your customers to know. For example, is it 10 DVDs? Is it nine modules or 200 pages? And finally, what are the results that it provides to your customer? Is it a new fit and lean body? Is it the ability to track your finances? Remember when you're working through these to try and avoid words like solution or answer. We want the cold, hard facts of what you're offering, not the selling points. And once you have this, you can start plotting out possibilities for your five second statement. For example, a 90 day cardio workout plan 
using 10 DVDs to help you become lean and strong. So there we've got the time, 90 days, uh, the description of what it is, a cardio workout, the size, 10 DVDs, uh, and that also covers the how it's delivered by DVD and to help you become lean and strong, the results. Or we might have cloud-based budgeting software that syncs to your personal bank account so you can log in and manage your finances online more easily. So there we've got the description, cloud-based budgeting software, how it's delivered, it syncs to your personal bank accounts and it's online. Uh, the delivery is also described because we're telling them how that they will log in and the results of managing the finances more easily. What this exercise does is it helps you focus on those nitty gritty details that we can easily forget. They're so common and obvious to us that sometimes we just forget to put them in our marketing because we focus a little bit too more on uh, too much on, on trying to be clever and impressive. Um, and what this does is it helps you focus on those details to write a succinct description of your offer for your customer so that they can visualize what they're getting without any confusion. So here's my question to you. Have you fallen victim to calling your product or service a solution and hoping that people interpret it correctly? Have you ever had confused customers who bought one thing thinking it was something else? Let me know in the comments. I want to thank you for listening to this Write With Influence podcast. If you found today useful, I'd love it if you could go to iTunes, leave a rating and a review. And if you have a copywriting question or would like to be featured on the podcast for a copy review, simply leave a comment or email me hello at writewithinfluence.com. Till next time, keep believing and always write with influence.